like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And we are here with week four of the Creature Feature Month of October 2021. Uh, we're talking about The Retreat, Corey's pick from uh, 2020. And be mindful of that, folks, because there are apparently a lot of movies with the title The Retreat. Um, this one is a Shudder original, I believe. Uh but before we get into our review of The Retreat, we are going to check out how we've been doing since the last time we recorded and what else we've been watching. How are you doing, Corey? So glad it's Friday. Yes, this was a long week, so it was needed. It was. Any big plans for the weekend? Well, uh, last weekend on Saturday, I went over and <laughs> we went to a farm stand and bought 40 pounds of apples. That's right, folks. 40 pounds of apples. That's a lot of apples. It sounds maybe like this, a lot of apples. Maybe actually it was 50. Nope, it was 50 pounds of apples. For Like for you and Bill? Apples. No. Well, oh. kind of. So my friend and I went, and we spent all day. Like, I finally came home at, like, I think I got to her house at, like, 1030 that morning. And I left at 10 that night. But we were um, making canning apple butter and like uh apple slices for like crumbles and pies and stuff mm. i will never take anything that anybody makes for me for granted again we busted a jar except the whole bottom came out <laughs> like oh wow it's serious business and i just was thinking about all the like because obviously this all had to start with like somewhere and all of the it's like science and so much goes into doing it and how much trial and error it must have taken to get that process, you know, down, you know, perfectly. Um, so that was interesting, but we still have half of the apples to do and we're going to make applesauce. So we're going to do that tomorrow. Oh, and I have a few errands to run tomorrow. Um, and then Sunday I'm just chilling, but yeah. How about you? Um, don't have a full plan for the weekend. Um, I will be, uh, you know, like hanging out and um, going uh, to see Dune, the uh, new Denisville new film, um, at some point this weekend. But otherwise, I don't know for sure what fun things I might get into. Um, I'm still working my way through the 31 Days of Horror. I don't have too many left to go. Um, I'm actually ahead by a couple of days. Uh, on purpose because there are days where like like tomorrow probably tomorrow i'm gonna go see the you know the new dune that's gonna take up a, a few hours because i think it's close to three hours um and uh you know so i want to make sure i'm i'm gonna hit the 31 so i've been watching extras where i can fit them in um so i've got quite a bunch of stuff that i've been watching um you want to get into that yes so I'll go first if that's okay. Go for it. I'm going to power through a lot of these, uh, but if you have any questions or want to pause and tell me to uh, wait, wait, or want to know more, I will do so. Um, 
so I, as I've, I was saying, I was going, I'm going through the 31 days of horror and I currently, um, I think I have watched, uh, 26 of, uh, the 31 that I'm going to hit. Um, so I don't have too many more to go with it being only the 22nd, you know, I just got to get, uh, what, uh, five more before the 31st. So I should be good to go there. Um, and so last Saturday I watched Halloween kills the, uh, the newest Halloween movie. Um, disappointing in my opinion, yes. uh, a lot of problems with the story. Matt and I both were not fans and that's what our episode of bloody awesome was last week. Um, I watched Hellraiser for the first time. Uh, kind of like Hellraiser. Um, I was a little disappointed that Pinhead wasn't a more prominent figure in that movie, but uh, caught the retreat, which we'll talk about in a few moments. Um, really want to highly recommend if you have Hulu uh, listeners and Corey, I don't know if you watched this or not, but Censor. Um, really cool movie set in the, it's a new movie. It's a 2021 movie, but set in the 80s. Uh, in UK, following a censor for the uh, for horror films, um, and it's a really cool uh, premise. A lot of cool like thoughts, and um, I really really liked it a whole lot. Uh, Big Tuna recommended that, and um, Barbarian Sound Studio, which is another really cool movie set uh, in the seventies, but with a uh, sound engineer on working on a film, and it's a it's very similar. They kind of pair up really really well together. Uh, Barbarian Sound Studio is not easy to watch. You have to basically, I think it's on IFC streaming service, which you get with AMC Plus. Uh, there is a seven-day free trial for that, so go for that, listeners. Um, Cujo, for the first time. Uh, good movie. Some sad stuff, because dog. Um, In Fabric, which is a 2018 A24 film that I didn't know existed until uh, after watching Barbarian Sound Studio, because it's the same director. Um, it's a pretty wild horror movie, a British horror movie at that, but very, very good. Um, I watched that on uh, Canopy. I rented it with, if you have a library membership, it's usually your library has some Canopy rentals available. Um, went and saw The Last Duel, the new Ridley Scott movie that's playing at uh, in theaters that has Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and uh, Jamie Comer. Very tough movie to watch. Um, it, it not an easy film at all in terms of the subject matter and a couple of sequences in relation to the subject matter that were oh. devastating, but in a very, I feel a tasteful way, despite it being devastating. Um, but the performances are amazing. And if you are familiar with Rashomon, it is plot structure wise in that realm and it's uh, very compelling as a result. Just, I was really, I don't know if I've ever been more invested in a duel in any movie ever. I was very, uh, it, like, engaged and throwing my hands up and being very sure if something didn't go the way I wanted, I would have unbelievable frustration and anger. So I won't say how I ended up feeling at the end because I don't want to give anything away. But um, I've been talking about Ice Nine Kills' new album that came out last Friday. It's a uh, horror-themed heavy metal album. Every song is inspired by a specific horror film. On the new album, there were only two movies I had not... Actually, when we recorded last week, there were three movies on the album I had not seen. Um, they had a song inspired by Hellraiser, which I've watched. 
Um, they have a song inspired by uh, Hostel, which I just don't think I'm ever going to watch because I know it's essentially just like torture porn. And that's not my thing. Um, but there was a, a song inspired by the, My Bloody Valentine. Never saw it. So I caught that on uh, Thursday night. What? Yeah, the original. I, d- I didn't know that you haven't seen that. That's one of my favorite slasher movies. And I just don't think that it gets enough hype. It's it's Canadian and it feels very Canadian. Um, <laughs> Killer's running around saying, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, that would have been hilarious. Um, <laughs> It's it's very entertaining. Uh, it is the some of the kills are very inventive. It's wild, um, but yeah, uh, caught that for the first time. I have not seen the remake, um, which I think was My Bloody Valentine 3D. But uh, the I did watch the eighty one um, tonight. I watched a brand new to Hulu. Like it literally came on Hulu today. But uh, Big Tuna had recommended it. it's called Gaia G A I A. Uh, definitely worth watching. Very very good. Um, is that horror? Is it what? Is it horror? Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, a very cool horror. Aspe- I don't want to give anything away, but it, it if you are a fan of the video game Last of Us, there are some similarities uh, for sure. It's not exactly the same, but like in terms of like what type of creatures you're dealing with, I think is in the vein of, of Last of Us. Um, and then I haven't qu- finished, but I am 30 minutes away from finally completing uh I've been meaning to watch this for a while, so that's what I mean. I, I've watched it for like the last two hours. We were recording, so I had to stop. Um, but David Lynch's 1984 Dune. Um, uh, our friend and former podcast buddy, Mike uh, Sanchez, used to do top five movies with us. Um, highly loved this movie. Uh, it's very up and down there. It has its fans, it has its detractors. But Mike watched Villeneuve's last night on HBO Max and recommended if i was determined to watch the lynch one that i watched the lynch one first because he he felt like i could appreciate the lynch one and then really love the villeneuve one but if i watched the villeneuve one i probably wouldn't be able to get into the lynch one because it's a lot campier and um he didn't explain it but having now almost completed it that's i think the reason i think it it very much feels like an 80s movie there's a lot of weird like narration but like it's not one character narrating like you hear thoughts of characters which is not a traditional methodology in storytelling um it it is with a book it's not with cinema right like we often hear multiple characters thoughts in books very rarely does that happen in a movie um and there's some weird there's some 80s stuff that just you know feels 80s like sting is in it like the the musician what yeah, I had no idea Sting was in Patrick Stewart's. There's a lot of people in the '84 Dune. Had no clue, um, like some big and like famous. And Patrick Stewart, I think that's a couple of years before he would become super big with Captain Picard. So I think it was like an early like entry for him. Um, and it's it's Kyle MacLachlan is the Timothy Chalamet uh, character in the new version. Um, I like MacLachlan a lot, but he is. I wouldn't put him on the same tier of what Chalamet has done, like. Like, I don't know, there, he has a campiness about him that Chalamet is very serious and, like, almost self-serious. Um, and McLaughlin has always felt like there's an awareness of the fact that he's acting, especially, like, Twin Peaks and stuff. Like, he's... I, I like him a lot. It's not a criticism. It's just, like, he has a different a, approach to acting, I think, than Chalamet. Uh, which I'm expecting to make this the new Dune feel a lot more serious than this one. This one, it, it's serious, but there is, like, a... 
I don't know. There's an '80s camp to it that you just can't get past. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. I am. I'm excited to see the end. The lore is real, real deep. My friend spent uh, like five minutes on the phone explaining like the key things that he felt like you need to know before going in. I guess there's like a like seven books um, that have a pretty rich lore. It, it's very compelling. I'm actually really interested, and in I kind of I'm kind of afraid I'm going to get way too into it after watching the new uh-huh. one. Um, but that's what I've been watching. So quite a few movies. I am uh, again twenty six of thirty one movies for the uh, the horror month. Uh, I've mostly almost all brand new movies too. The only uh, rewatches I've done this month are Halloween and Halloween twenty eighteen. Um, I felt compelled to do that before uh, diving into oh and PG uh, Psycho Gorman because I watched that earlier this year, but everything else I've watched this, this month has been brand new. Um, and I've seen some good ones. Uh, some that I really like, some I'd never heard of like sensor and barbarian sound studio that I'm now very, very happy to have added to my viewing history. Um, and I got a couple more I'm planning on watching, including our movie for next week, uh, which is one I've been meaning to check off my list for quite some time. Uh, what about you, Corey? Have you watched anything since the last time we recorded? Yes. I watched the guilty. On Netflix. Mm. What did um, you think of that? I mean, I saw it. I kind of... I knew what was going to happen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, sometimes with those movies, it's... I don't know. I don't know. I think that everyone is good in it, even though we only really see a few people. I mm-hmm. totally forgot that um, isn't it Ethan Hawke is in it? He's one of the, uh, he's the uh, um, sure, officer, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I totally forgot he was in it, and I totally didn't even place his voice, and I even tried to go back and listen to, you know, some some of that to, you know, like, oh, yeah, that's Ethan Hawke, but I couldn't find anything, really. Um, but I, I mean, it's a stressful movie. Maybe don't watch it before bed, guys. Don't pull a query. I watch the new, uh, they put up new episodes of uh, the movies that made us. Oh, yeah. I watched the Halloween one. Duh. Um, I watched, on your recommendation, The Columnist. Col- columnist? Oh, what did you think of that? Here's what I have to say. Um, I felt like the dialogue in the, um, because you have to read subtitles. I felt like the dialogue in some areas in the movie, quite a few areas in the movie, is way too fast. And they gave you, like, a paragraph of, you know, subtitles to read in 0.2 seconds. So I had to, like, rewind a few times and pause it to read. But I think that, like a lot of horror movies, it has some really good commentary on uh, society and people. Um, But I, I liked it. I watched Lost Boys, one of your personal favorites. Just Mm. kidding. Um, And then we had Hocus Pocus going while we were canning. And then I've watched a couple episodes of Creep, the new Creep Show season. I'm kind of behind on stuff like that. And then we went to the theaters and watched Halloween Kills. And I was just like, my friend's boyfriend who doesn't know me very well, he's like, she hated it. And I was like, yes. Like, I don't know. I really liked 2018. I'm forgetting what it's called right now. Halloween something. It's just called Halloween. Halloween. Okay. I really liked that one. Yeah, and then this, I like that one too. 
This one, I think, again, with the commentary, and I won't get into that in case anybody's really dying to see it and it's brand new, but I don't know. It was really disappointing, especially after coming, you know, from that movie that that movie actually was, I don't know. I'm like, everyone lock your doors, but yeah, I don't know. So that's what I've been watching. Not too shabby. Um well, that leads us into our review of the week. Uh, Corey and I both watched the film The Retreat from 2020 on Shudder, um, written and directed by Bruce Wemple. Stars Grant Schumacher, Dylan Grun, Chris Kimperman, or Simperman. I'm not sure if it's the C or K sound on that one. Uh, Rick, Rick Montgomery Jr., Peter Stray, and I guess it's worth just reading the whole cast because there's only two other people. Uh, Ariella Mastronia. And Catherine Daddario. Um, I'm not sure if she's related to Alexandra Daddario. Probably not. I don't think that's spelled the same. Um, premise from IMDb is a man finds himself alone and lost after a horrifying encounter with a monster during a... Sorry, I clicked it to get the whole thing and then it like shifted. There's two of them. Uh, backpacking trip in the Adirondack High Peaks. Now he must fight for his life and sanity as he battles the evil Native American legend, the Wendigo. Um, Seems like there's an influx of Wendigo movies lately. Uh, so many. So that, um, this was Corey's pick. Uh, I think because Corey likes to scour Shudder to find things um, that she has not seen. It does have a, a 4.3 IMDb user score. It's not rap, uh, it's not giving me a meta score, which implies that it maybe didn't get enough critic reviews uh, to warrant a meta score. Uh, Letterbox users have given it a 2.3 average rating. Uh, what did you think, Corey? You're the one who picked five? it. Hmm? Is that out of five? Out of five. Okay. Um, so I have watched a couple of other Wendigo movies. And <laughs> one of them I think we talked about before. I think that the whole budget was used on casting. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to forget her name. But I love her. And she plays a mom and everything. Um. But I feel like, I don't know, it was super grainy. It was not good. I couldn't make it through. I don't think that anyone would have expected me to. So that being my last Wendigo experience, I felt like this was a cinematic masterpiece. No, um, I felt like this was much higher quality by far. Um, much, I mean, obviously made it through it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm kind of interested in why this is such a, you know, there are a lot of Wendigo movies. And I'm, I mean, is it because it's like a reflection on us? Possibly. I, mean, I think maybe because it's an American legend, too, that helps, um, you know, people like to uh, utilize the American content when possible. Okay, fair. Um, you know, it's not something that, like, we don't have a lot of, like, legendary monsters here in the in the u.s so fair just it's sasquatch. the one yeah sasquatch but um even sasquatch gets kind of like worldwide right like there there are sasquatch viewings i think all over the planet kind of thing because essentially oh. the yeti and, and the yeti is oh my god you're right okay. the snow version of bigfoot so um so yeah that- like a big thing in like Washington or Oregon or something. So that's interesting. I forgot about that, but go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no. 
I was just theorizing why there might be such a, a, a plus for it. Um, the, the funny thing about this movie is the, the cover art um, for the, the box art or the poster or whatever you want to call it that we see on Shudder and whatnot has uh, the, an image of the creature that attacks him. But I don't, I don't, that's not the Wendigo. Like, and that's in the movie too. Like there's a clear, more traditional antlered Wendigo figure or silhouette um, that you see early on. Like it's it, when we're told about the Wendigo from uh, the guy who has like the Airbnb type, like log cabin or whatever in the Adirondacks. Um, that silhouette is reused a few times and this the monster that's on the box art is like something else like i don't know what it, it's a weird like i i know what actually supposed to be but like without getting into plot elements just like the fact that it's on the box art like i'm like is that supposed to be the wendigo because that's not the way i've always been you know aware of how it's described you know it's 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 always antlers that's the key like thing i think there's a movie called antlers coming out next week that i think might also be wendigo related by the way oh my um, god i didn't even think about that yeah um but um yeah you know i'm not uh i'm not really sure um what all they were going for uh, i think this movie does some kind of lazy like i don't know if i would call them twists but turns at the very least like moments where you you're like i think i understand and then they're like no it's this and you're like oh oh all right and then it's like nope it's also this and you're like okay you know what movie i don't i don't know i get all right and i at one point i was very like checked out on it and then i was like all right you know what i'm just gonna take it for what it is it's it's doing its thing it's cool and then I was not into it again. And I think overall, I didn't love this movie. I, I didn't hate it. I definitely have seen worse horror movies. Um, and some of the stuff it was doing was very interesting. I, I don't know if I fully understand the end. If like if, I, if my head is like, wait, is it this or is it that? Like, I'm not sure if I really got it. But it's not the worst thing I've seen. So I'm I'm not mad about having watched it. I'm probably more mad at having watched Halloween Kills because Halloween Kills I was like excited about. Like I was right? actively like, yes, I can't <laughs> wait for this movie. I, I was wondering because John Carpenter and his son Cody Carpenter, I'm pretty sure, um, did the music for the movie. And I just wonder if at this point he's like, what the hell are you guys doing to my franchise? My... <laughs> My understanding, having listened to many episodes of the Blank Check podcast that are going through John Carpenter's filmography, is that at this point in Carpenter's life, he's really into video games, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, and he he's doesn't have that type of artistic credibility. Not that he's not a talented artist, but he, at this point, he's just more like, yeah, yeah, if they're going to pay me, that's fine. I don't, I'm not precious about things as long as I'm getting financially compensated. So I don't think he would care. Um. And no offense to him, because, again, this movie doesn't hurt the 78 movie. Does it hurt this line of canon? Yes, it totally does. It, it wrecks a lot, in my opinion. But the 78 movie is still excellent, despite this movie. So good. So he's got nothing to lose, I think. Um, and again, what are they just going to reboot it again and just pretend like these don't ha exist? You know, so 
Um, all right. I, I think we have to get into spoilers real fast with the retreat. So, Corey. Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about the retreat in great detail. You have been warned. This is definitely not going to be a long episode, folks, because there's there's not a lot to say about the retreat. But every chance it gets, it, it curves what story we're following. Um, is, is this... Uh, did it really happen or did it not really happen? Is I do not know. Um, do you think he killed his best friend and the guy who's he's supposed to be the best man? I do think that he did. And I feel like everything after that is him <laughs> dealing Hoping. with it. Yeah, that that would make sense. Um, it, it feels like the movie isn't wanting us to be sure. Um Wow, it's bad when the Wikipedia page does not have a plot synopsis. Um, it's like some dudes go into the woods. <laughs> Do they come back? Yeah, I was looking to like I wanted to like read everything to see if someone else had like explained it, and nope, not on Wikipedia, which is pretty bad sign that no one has seen this movie because <laughs> usually it's like a full like detailed plot breakdown, and there's nothing. Um, so I'm checking on IMDb I, again. I did watch the movie. But, yep, nope, just the synopsis. Okay, so we're not we're going in blind here, folks. Um, yeah, when like when the monster attacks him, it turns out to be the best friend. Pretty predictable. Um, because they did what peyote or some kind of tea with like peyote Mushrooms, or something. Mushrooms, I think. It was it was not smart, and he like chugs it. It takes a lot, and also like. Obviously, you don't seem like this is really a thing you do, but your friend that's getting married, this obviously seems like a thing that he does. He's, like, checking peaks and mountains and stuff off his list for hiking and climbing and stuff. And then you're, like, taking all these drugs. And it's, like, freezing outside. There's snow everywhere. And they're backpacking, you know? Like, staying in little shelter coverings. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's not the safest environment to take um drugs that will make you trip and see things um and that's i mean that is the moral of the story is the guy's a selfish jerk and he's supposed to like learn a lesson by the end to not be so selfish and you can't tell if he does or not um it's framed as though he's like sitting in a therapy office that's it it, the very first scene is him talking where do you think you are right now and then it like cuts back and that they play on that too. Cause if that is the case, then it implies that he ends up seeing somebody, but then they like make it where the therapist is a hallucination as well. So none of it really, it's one of those movies where like everything's a dream. So nothing's real. And there's no real stakes. Like there, the, some characters come and go. Like there's a scene where like, Oh, Ryan's dead, but wait, maybe Ryan's just getting attacked by a bunch of these not Wendigo monsters that are like, Wendigo monsters? I don't know what the thing's supposed to be. It's not a zombie because it's like walking on all fours. Not to say it, it looks creepy. Yeah. But I don't know what it's supposed to be. Let's yeah. uh, read some reviews from Letterboxd. Okay. Um, Kimberly uh, Kimmy Kill Zombie wrote, Hi, wake Kimmy. me up before you Wendigogo. <laughs> Bye. Um, she gave it two stars. Uh, David Connor, just because you can have endless layers of unreliable narration doesn't mean you should. And I agree with that. 100. That was my big complaint with this movie. It's like, yeah, every time you unveil something doesn't make it good. Like, 
M. Night Shyamalan had to learn that lesson. You know, like, I like The Village. But most people's complaint with the end of The Village is that that twist, when it's revealed, was not baked into the story. So there was no way for an audience to have put together that this was the thing. And that's literally pulling the rug out from underneath someone. And that is this movie. The first twist when he kills his best friend, but we thought it was the monster. Sure. That's a good twist because we could put together. He was hallucinating that he was wandering off in the woods. His friend came to rescue him and him tripping balls, saw a monster, killed the monster. Oh no. But then every other time, it's like, no, that doesn't, you can't just keep doing it. Like, you can't keep saying, oh, no, this is a trip. Oh, no, this is a trip. And like Corey said, it's very likely that it was all him, like, coping with what he did. But the movie doesn't give us really that. Know. Yeah, you have to, like, just decide. And that's well, that's not bad, but it's not good either. I feel like, I feel like with a movie though even if they are going to give us stuff like this i need to be able to come to a conclusion for myself of what i believe if that makes sense yeah. like i need to feel confident that maybe there are multiple ways that something can be taken or interpreted but i feel this is what i think and i feel good about it but this it's and then there's like the scene so he's already talked to the therapist a few times to me it seems like he's in a living facility and obviously he's killed his friend but then we have a weird scene where he's in a house with his friend and i guess he ended up getting getting married to the girl he was supposed to get married to two weeks after their trip and they have like photos or something but it doesn't i don't know is that real no i think he's his friend is dead and he's making stuff up in his head, but I don't really know. Yeah. It's hard to tell. And I think it could be any of those and it would be, you know, all right or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, but pick a lane, man. What movie are you telling here? Cause even at one point, like I was like, well, we're at the halfway point. Right. And it wasn't the halfway point. I'm like, well, what are we going to do for the next 45 minutes? Like, um, and uh, yeah, it's only 88 minutes, but man, it it's they the part that would normally be the midpoint of a traditional story about the Wendigo happens really early. And that's when you get all these other like pull the rug out from underneath the audience and make them guess what's happening kind of thing, because it's like, well, we've we've hit where we should have not hit yet. And we now we have to just fill in the beats with whatever we can. And it's like, all right, I guess like or, you and- know, write better. There are, like, things that just don't make any sense to me at all. Like, the guy that they meet at the Airbnb ends up meeting up with them, and he decides to go back down the mountain with them instead of continuing on. And they're talking about all the drugs and stuff, and they're talking to the friend who I think is dead. Like, I don't know what reality is in this movie. And then... Also, today, I listened to the Wendy Theory for The Shining, and oh. I really don't know what's real. <laughs> I do not yet, but... Dude, it's fascinating, and I think I'm I'm with it. Um, I... And there also, at some point, the guy who runs the Airbnb finds the poophead friend and brings him back to the Airbnb, and he's like, you better get your story straight. And then 
like that friend can't even tell the fiance what happened and she ends up at his house or something and I'm like, girl, you are about to die. You know? Yeah. But you know. There's n- no. <laughs> I don't have any solid concrete anything on this movie. Yeah, no. Um it, it's it's definitely one I think listeners you are welcome to skip if you haven't already. Um it's not again, it's not terrible. It's just it's just not good. Definitely. And oh. It's so frustrating. It's a more than anything. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch up. Yeah, no. I think it's Pat- Patricia Clarkson who is in that other Wendigo movie that I watched that's just like super grainy. It seems so low budget, terrible, and I couldn't even finish it. I think that this is better than that, but it's still not a good movie. So I have searched movies about the Wendigo. Um, let's go through it real fast. Uh, we've got The Retreat, Ravenous, Dawn of the Beast, Dark of the Dark Was the Night. Um, there's one just called Wendigo, uh, Frostbiter, Wrath of the Wendigo, Pet Cemetery, which you kind of forget that is kind of implied that the Wendigo oh, is yeah. the uh like stalking um there's something called habit uh black mountainside ghost keeper the last winter no telling i think that might be the one no that looks old uh bloodline the plateau that one's clearly wendigo don't look which does not look like a wendigo rise of the dead and two eyes staring i don't know if any of those were the movie that you saw Um, it's wendigo is the one oh it's just called wendigo yeah that's very old. Yeah, it has a higher score than this movie has, though. Guys, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then it, it does not say Antlers, but I'm pretty confident that movie Antlers is a Wendigo movie. I think it is, too. And I was like, I remember that movie. I think I've seen the trailer a couple times, and I remember because it's produced by Guillermo del Toro, I think, when I was just I mean, Googling. That, that means nothing anymore. Yeah, but um, I was like, his name is, a you know, it just like stuck out because of his name. In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled in with her enigmatic student whose dark secrets lead to terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral... Yeah, a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. Just call it a Wendigo. Why are you dancing around it? The stupid movie's called Antlers. Like, it's clearly a Wendigo movie. Oh, I keep forgetting Jesse Plemons is in it, though. <gasps> oh. And Carrie Russell. She's the sister, I think. I um, like I it's getting... Decent reviews already. Uh, sixty six Metascore. Yeah, that's that seems solid for the, a movie about the thing that happens a lot. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna try to see this. I think it comes out this week. Um, I'm also very excited to get to see. Uh, by this week, I mean like the next Friday. Um, but last night in Soho comes out the same day, so yeah. I'm excited be a double header probably see both of those um well i got nothing else for the retreat you got anything else for the retreat no yeah sorry listeners uh, we're gonna we're not gonna extend this any longer than it needs to be that movie is short so is this episode um i would say not a total waste of time yeah same yeah it's not a void like the plague it's not okay. a decent watch it's just, terrible yeah yeah it's just yeah, it's you know fine. It, at least it is kind of short because it could be cruel and just keep keep pulling the rug out from underneath us over and over again. At least it stops. Um, we've got one movie left this month for creature feature f- listeners, and that's The Wolfman. 
from 1941, the original Universal Monster, the werewolf movie to start all werewolf movies. I have been meaning to check this off a list as I have seen all of the other major Universal Monster films except for The Wolfman. This is a big one for me. Finally conclude that list. I mean, I've even seen Bride of Frankenstein, but I've not seen The Wolfman. Um, it's time. Checking it off. Uh, we will be back next week with our review of that. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey Arts, our two R's on the end. If you like what we're doing at Burke Reviews Movie Club, we ask that you give us that five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. And we'll be back next week with The Wolfman. Until then, keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watched Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com. <laughs>